everyone, and welcome back to Calling Monster Island, where I, the host, Godzilla Kid, will tell you all there is to know about Godzilla. And, uh, yeah. Ultraman month is over, which is very sad for me. Um, I got very into Ultraman during Ultraman month. I know I only did really technically one episode during Ultraman month. I didn't do two, even though, like, dude, it was the one with bandana duck was like 50 minutes i think and we talked about absolute absurdity um so go check that out yeah it's it's uh it's real funny um if you want you know if video games are not your thing don't check it out you won't understand half the, half the references there at all um but if you're just here for Godzilla movies, uh, yeah. This is gonna be a good episode. Um, so real quick, before we, uh, get into the, uh, the main thing of the day. I have a little bit of, little bit of podcast news, okay? So, if you are in the podcasting community, you're, you may or may not know that Spotify has now changed over from Anchor. So... Basically, Spotify was running a podcast creating uh, system or tool called Anchor. And basically, it was just a subsidiary tool for uh, Spotify where people could make podcasts and then release them through Anchor and through Spotify and then through a bunch of other different services, right? Well, they upgraded, or I guess in my case, downgraded from Anchor to this new program called Spotify. Spotify for podcasters. Um, so that's one of the main reasons that uh, there it took so long for there to be a March episode. Um, which, by the way, I'll, I'll get into what we're doing for March uh, just in a second. Um, so, yeah, sorry. This, uh, this is, this has been weird. Um, but there is, there's new stuff to check my analytics. There is new stuff for me to interact with my viewers. So, hey, all four of you. Um, I guess I can, I, I guess I can interact with you guys. Wow. Awesome. So, yeah. I'm... So I thought Anchor was fine to begin with. It was it was clunky, right? But I don't think this is any better. <laughs> it was like Anchor was clunky, but it worked and it it got my podcast out into the world. Um so I'm just saying, I'm just like, you know. I will say I think personally the purple for the Anchor logo looked a lot better than the black that they're using for the Spotify logo. I don't know why they created this unique platform and now they just want to they want to put everything under one umbrella, right? It's like it's like it's it's in it's Spotify is becoming an umbrella term. It's like do you mean the music platform, the platform where artists release their stuff or the 
the the place where podcasters like create content because you're you're blurring the line here, anchor. Or Spotify, whatever. I'm just so... I'm so done with all of this. Like, not podcasting, because I love... I love podcasting, right? I wouldn't have been doing this for three... Like, almost three years now if I didn't love doing this. I love doing this. I love any time that I see that an episode, in my opinion, blew up. I have, like... Over all of my episodes, which I have like 71 episodes or something now, over all of my episodes, I have like a, uh, like a 2,251 listens across every episode. And the fact that I even got past listen like 10 is just astounding. So I would just like to thank all of you. And I know. Everybody has done this, right? Everybody just comes out and says, ah, so thank you so much, fans. And it, for some people, it seems backhanded, you know? I don't, I don't want this to seem backhanded. I genuinely love your guys' support. I know there aren't many of you. I know. I don't care. I really don't. The few that look forward to this podcast and tune into it, I appreciate you more than you know. This is, like, genuinely, I was totally going out on a limb. I took, like, two days setting up Anchor. And this, this legit started as a hobby to do on lockdown. And then I was going to quit after lockdown ended. And now look at where we are. It is 2023, baby. 2023. And I'm, like, at, like, episode... I think this is episode 69 so yeah like i mean this is this is awesome you know so i just want to say thank you to all of the fans out there who have supported me through these three years and uh expect a lot more quality content from yours truly very soon in the future um so, with that little thing out of the way, let's get into what both March and April are going to be, right? So, for March, I have been doing a lot of stuff with space recently because of Ultraman. And I've been rewatching some old Mystery Science Theater and, you know, just, you know, thinking about space, you know, because. Quote the great and almighty Markiplier, space is really cool. Actually, I'm not sure if he ever said really, but, you know. Space is very cool, right? So, for March, space month, you know, I decided, you know, let's, let's go back. Let's go back to our roots. Let's go back to our roots. Let's go back to what started this podcast, a love for kaiju movies. A love for old kaiju movies from like the Showa era. So I got a I got a Showa era film for you and I got a Heisei era film for you. So 
so today, uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, Space Monster Wong Mogui. Um, and if you don't know what Space Monster Wong Mogui is, it was a lost Korean kaiju film that was that recently resurfaced about two or three years ago. And SRS Cinema, the lovely people who release such classic films as Dragon Lizard Lord Super Monsters and Amityville Karen. What? Graced us with a Blu-ray copy of Space Monster Wong Mogui. This film was has been lost since 1967, and we have a Blu-ray copy of it in the modern age. This is this is astounding. Like, I mean, this is awesome. So, of course, I bought it after pre-orders because it it immediately sold out after pre-orders. So I had to wait. But I got my hands on it and I watched it. Is it good? Is it not? Maybe, maybe so. I don't know. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Um. So, since this has been, like, the first time that's ever been really released, this is going to be a special episode, so this does not count as one of the episodes for this month. This is just a little bonus for you guys. So you might be wondering, well, what's the real... What's the... What's the... Like, what, what are we doing, you know? So... A while... So, um, podcast veterans... We've been here since the beginning. You might remember when I covered all the Gamera movies. And I said that Gamera vs. Guiran was my favorite Showa Gamera movie. Well, um... Well, that, that opinion, uh... It doesn't really stand anymore. Um... And you might remember that I said my least favorite Showa Gamera movie was Gamera Super Monster from the year 1980. Um, well, <laughs> I wouldn't say those positions have switched. But Gamera Super Monster is like my favorite Showa Gamera movie. Not my favorite Gamera movie. My favorite Gamera movie is Gamera 3 Revenge of Iris because that movie is so good. But favorite Troa Gamera movie? Super Monster. And I will discuss that later. Later, I say. Later. Um, so yeah. And then after uh after my re my revamped episode my revamped look at uh Gamera Super Monster, I uh I think you know, what better way to cap off Space Month than a Godzilla movie? And a very good one at that. Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla. Which, it's one of my favorite Heisei movies. And one of one of just the dumbest names a kaiju movie has ever received. So, yeah. And then, that's March, right? Then for April, right? Well, nothing's really happening in April. We don't... I, I don't know if there's... If Gamera Rebirth could release all right, right in the middle of April for no freaking reason. But, uh, basically, um, what we're doing for April is it's, it's Goofy Month, right? Because, you know, April Fool's Day and all that. So, uh, April is going to be Goofy Month. So, for the beginning of the month, uh, I decided, you know what? I'm going to take another look 
it's a a classic a classic toho film godzilla 98 yeah so we might not know about me if you if you haven't been here for too long um i don't hate godzilla 98 like it's not a good movie but i don't hate it i like zilla's design he just he sucks as godzilla right as godzilla he's by far the worst godzilla design right besides like the son of godzilla suit so at that point you're kind of grasping at straws but definitely worst godzilla design kaiju design however he works as a perfect counter to godzilla which is why i think i didn't like him as a godzilla design so much is because he feels like the like ultimate like rival to godzilla because godzilla is more lumbering and slow and zilla is incredibly fast and very speedy very nimble and um so yeah we're gonna be recovering uh godzilla 1998 so for both of these recovers make sure to uh go back and listen to the originals to see how my uh, thoughts and opinions have changed you can uh listen to the gamera super monster episode or you know what um you can listen to Godzilla 98's episode because I did a way better job on that one. Uh, audio quality a little sucky because the mic wasn't the best back then, but uh, very good time. Very, very good time. That was one of my favorite episodes that I made. And then it bombed. So, anyways. Um, yeah. Then at the end of April, uh, you know it's goofy month so we got to cap off so we got to cap off goofy month with something goofy right so um what do you think is goofy in the Godzilla series think genuinely were you thinking son of godzilla well a little bit were you thinking maybe godzilla's revenge aka all monsters attack well no I mean, the English dub is stupid, right? It's stupid goofy. But no. I'm talking about Godzilla Island. Um, so I don't want to spoil anything about this show. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just look it up. Look, look up Godzilla Island. So, um, you'll, you'll be so ecstatic, bro. Um, and as for Bandana Duckling, we haven't decided what our next episodes are going to be for March and April, so I'm on. I'm honestly not sure what they're going to be, um, but they, we're trying to get one episode out every month, so, yeah, be ready for those. <laughs> so anyways, without further ado, let's get into Space Monster... Wangamogui. 
After these messages, we'll be right back. Hello, and welcome back to Calling Monster Island. So, I don't know if I've ever said this before, but one of... Well, a couple of my inspirations, right, are both Brandon Tennold and Monster Island Buddies. Um, for obvious reasons. Like, dude, come on. If you... <laughs> You don't if you don't know Brandon Tennold or Monster Island Buddies, they're well, I wouldn't say Brandon Tennold is a very prolific Godzilla YouTuber or anything, but I'm very into film, right? And he's a film reviewer. And he's also a Godzilla fan. So he does Godzilla movies. And Monster Island Buddies, I mean, come on. If you're a Godzilla fan and you don't monster you don't know Monster Island Buddies, it's like Are you even a fan? So they're both very, very prolific Godzilla YouTubers, and I look up to them, right? Uh, but the reason I bring this up is because um, this movie, Space Monster Wong Mogwi, looks like something that uh, Brandon Tennold would cover on his cult movie review, or that Monster Island Buddies would cover on Orga's movie reviews. Um, let's, let's just get into this thing. So, if you didn't hear already, Space Monster Wong Magui is a 1967 Korean kaiju movie. One of, it is one of the two, count them, two South Korean kaiju fil- films ever created. So, basically these aliens from another world who look like the most stock aliens ever. They want to invade Earth, right? So they send down this monster called Space Monster Wong Mogwi. Well, I think they just call him Wong Mogwi, right? And they put a control system on his back so they can control him. But while that's happening, there's a, a a fighter pilot and his fiance who are about to get married. But there's a big typhoon going on in Tokyo. So they're not Tokyo. I'm so used to saying Tokyo. There's a big typhoon going on um, in their area. I, I don't remember if they say Seoul or not uh, in, in their area location in South Korea. And basically they're like, well, we might have to cancel the wedding. All oh, this is going to suck. Um, and he's like, don't worry. It'll be fine. And she's like, are you sure? He's like, uh, no, but we'll find a way. Um, so then there's like this whole subplot about like the wedding going on right and like this lady's mom keeps pestering her and blah, 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 whatever. Then all of a sudden, oh, fiance, the fire pilot guy has to go into service because they found an unidentified flying object. Ooh. It's Wong Mogui. It's the big boy. The big... They call him a mastodon on the front of the SRS case. I don't see how this is a mastodon. He just... He looks like a guy in a suit. He looks like a guy in a suit. And they just stuck a bunch of clay 
on his face so that his face puffed out really, really far. Um, so this movie's not, uh, it's already off to a bad start, right? Well, then they go the King Kong way, and Wong Mogwi kidnaps the lady at her wedding, because I guess she didn't get the memo that he had to go fight a war, or not a war, but, like, had to go fight this giant monster. So she shows up for the wedding with her mom, and she gets, like, captured by Space Monster Wong Mogwi, King Kong style, and she is just in his hand the whole entire movie. Don't ask me how that works while he's attacking fighter pilots and destroying buildings and all of that. Don't don't ask me how it works. There's no continuity in this movie. No continuity whatsoever. So, then we get a little bit of Space Monster Wong Mogwi destroying something. Then we get these two bumbling idiots talking about, like, a bet? Of who would leave South Korea last in this monster attack that's going on. Instead of just evacuating the premises. They're just like, I I can stay longer than you can. And he's like, no I can't. No you can't. And he's like, well if I stay longer, well you have to give me your entire life savings. And the other guy's like, well if I win, then you have to give me your house and your wife. And... Basically, it's just a subplot that happens throughout the rest of the movie. The wife meets up with the two guys, and she switches between husbands, and they're just constantly being chased by Wong Mogwi. And then you get more of Wong Mogwi destroying stuff for about, like, 20 minutes, and then it cuts back to the girl in his hand for, like, five seconds. Then it cuts to a homeless shelter, or not a homeless shelter, but, like, a survival shelter with, like crying baby children and like mothers passed out on the ground there was like a woman giving birth in here so it's like it's very hectic right first thing that comes to mind it reminds me personally of g54 right the big big hospital scene or not really hospital but like shelter where everybody is laying on the ground they're screaming crying children people are passed out on the ground, they have high fevers, suffering of radiation poisoning. Only thing is, it's executed way better there, because a guy doesn't try to actually get a newspaper to... (sighs) He gets... He finds an empty... There is a... Okay, I'm going to explain this in the most detail that I can, right? This one guy, right, he looks really panicked. And there's sweat dripping down his head, and right? And so you're like, oh no, did his, like, did, did his family die or something? Is he, is he looking for his family? Like, what's going on? So he's, and he looks like he's in pain, kind of, right? So he's, he's looking around, and he finds a corner, right? Or, no. He asks somebody for the newspaper, right? Somebody gives him the newspaper, and he finds a corner, okay? He runs over to this corner, and I'm not even joking you, he takes a literal crap in the middle of this shelter. And that's what he was getting the newspaper 
for was to wipe himself. And I was like, you have crying children. People passed out on the ground. Mothers giving birth. And then you throw this in? That's like if in G54, in the hospital scene, they just had a clown walking around with bowling pins, just like, <laughs> or like if in Saving, Saving Private Ryan, in the beach scene, they had like an actual just like circus tent. Or if in Attack, or if in uh, The Killer Clowns from Outer Space, they had a hand grenade go off and kill the main cast. Um, tonal whiplash. Yeah, that's a good word for it. I, this is where the movie gets me, okay? They show this, and then they show this little boy, right? And he's inside the, these rich people's house. And apparently, he gathered up all the food in their house and took it to their bedroom to listen to their radio, right? Because it's like, he's a homeless kid, and everybody in the entire city has just left their house. He's, he's stealing food. He's stealing food. He's, like, laying down. He's having a good sleep on a good mattress. I can understand this. Is this a, a good plot arc? In this movie, is this is is this a is this a good subplot? Excuse me, no, because this is this kid is immediately introduced for comic relief. He somehow goes outside, climbs up Space Monster Wong Mogwi, gets into his ear, ruptures both of his eardrums. It's a long story, and then starts jabbing the inside of his ears with his little dagger that he has and the entire time I'm watching this I'm just asking myself why what this movie was lost since 1967 and this is what we had to wait for this dude I I think Gamera 4 is a better movie, and and that literally hasn't ever come out. So, yeah, good job for making a worse movie than a movie that doesn't technically exist. Good, good, great job. Um, so, the movie just drags on with Wong Mogwi attacking stuff, just, like, for no apparent reason, just attacking stuff. And then finally the kid, like, damages the control module on Wong Mogui's back. Then the fighter jets kill him, and then they, the fiancé fighter jet guy picks up the boy and his fiancé and they walk out on the sunset. It's so it's so stupid. It's if it, it is so dumb. I hate. I okay. On this podcast, I have gotten very angry before about movies. I will continue to do this, right? 
But this is the most triggered I have ever been about a movie. And I mean, I like, do you remember when I first covered Godzilla vs. Hedorah? I freaking flipped out, bro. I was like, this movie sucks. It's the worst Godzilla movie ever made. Ah! Ah! And honestly, I like this movie, but that honor probably goes to Godzilla vs. Megalon, but... Mm. Um, but... God's... Mm. Space Monster Wong Mogui is just... This... It's... It's the worst that a bad movie can be. It is boring. And they have such a perfect concept that countless people have not messed up on. It is... Alien of some kind invades. Then you have your group of protagonists trying to defeat the aliens, but you also get to see the aliens' effect on the world, right? Well, I think the effects on the world that it had in this universe was that every single person left. Or just crowded into one building, which we see in the end. The, don't buy this movie. Okay, don't. Don't don't buy this movie. Don't bother with this movie. It is not worth your while. And I personally do not think it is very good. With that being said. I personally think. That this movie could have been so much better. If they took out the last part of the shelter scene, took out this little child entirely, and just made a better monster suit. Yeah, I... It's it's like... Um... Yungari 2001, right? Where I'm constantly like, this is salvageable. You have a good foundation here. It's just the execution is so poorly done. Like, okay, if you haven't seen Yungari 2001, you you probably have. Because it also goes under the title Reptilian. I just like using the very official term because I'm so very cool. Um, also, I lied. Uh, South, I'm, I meant... One of the only two 60s South Korean monster movies. South Korea has obviously made other monster movies since the 1960s. Um, I just meant this movie, Space Monster Wong Mogui, and Bulgasari were the only two uh, South Korean kaiju, fi- kaiju films from the seven- 60s. And they were both lost for an extended period of time. Bulgasari to this day is still lost. So, but anyways, uh, with with uh, reptilian, right? I see a good concept here, right? The monster suit, for instance, for for Yongari, is beautiful. The monster suit is beautiful. They never use the monster suit even a single time. They just they just use CGI models, and it makes me so mad because the suit. Oh my god, the suit looked beautiful, and then they didn't use it. (sighs) 
Psychor looks pretty cool. They just they he he blends with all the rest of the CGI backgrounds and everything, and it's just it's terrible. The acting, right? These actors can obviously act. Like they they obviously can't. But the script these people gave these actors is terrible. And that's exactly what this movie is. This is exactly what Space Monster Run Magui is. They, you have a good concept, right? You, the concept is there. You have good actors. You have a decent story. I mean, it's repetitive. People have done it before. But you have a story. And then you ruin it with comedic relief. Awful looking monster suits. Although I will say the miniature work is pretty good in this in this movie. Um and just overall just bad script writing. Like I this entire time when I was watching this movie, I never felt a sense of joy. I was always bored. Like I was constantly looking down at my phone, constantly trying to go for bathroom breaks, just trying to find something else to do other than watch this movie. But I knew I couldn't. I knew I had to watch it. Um, because I mean it's it's been lost since 1967. I need to at least get my impression on it. Also, the ending is so abrupt. It's. Uh... And it just, it didn't flow well. It didn't look good, particularly. It didn't sound too great, either. They said they remastered it, but the audio quality really... Like, the dub... Not the dub track. The, uh... The audio track was not synced up with the movie, too. Which I get, it's SRS. You know, they're an independent company. You gotta give them some slack. But, um, to be fair, I bought this for $30. It's a Blu-ray release of a movie I don't like for $30. That came out in 1967. It's like, also, I bought Dragon the Lizard Lord Super Monsters for you, and I sat through that entire movie. Um, so I think I should get, like, some money back or something. Just saying. Also, SRS, you ever want to you ever want to collab? I'm there's no way that somebody from SRS listens to this podcast, but SRS Cinema, you you if you listen to this podcast, bro, you want to collab sometime, bro? You want to collab? I'm a, I'm a I'm a supporter of your stuff. I bought Dragon Lizard Lord Super Monsters and Space Monster Space Monster Wong Magui. Uh and also Stardust Brothers actually looks like a competent film. What a surprise. So I might actually buy that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. You wanna... I swear, I probably have, like, some old home movie of me stomping around my house acting like Godzilla. You can put that up on your website for Blu-ray. Just send me a free copy. Um... Anyways, 
I think that this movie, if I had to give it a solid number rating, right? Like, three out of five. It's so, so unenjoyable and bland and boring. And the monster suit looks like garbage. I'm just, I'm amazed that this got made. That's probably why it was lost since 1967. Now, genuinely, a monster movie that I would love, I would love to see this resurface is um Gogola, right? The only ever made Indian kaiju movie. And this is so in- this is so interesting to me. The only ever um Indian kaiju movie was was lost to time. It does, however, um, I'm trying to remember what what the type of dancing is called. Um, I'm trying remember what the I don't know. Anyways, Gogola looks like a super fun movie. It was lost, right? But the soundtrack is still on uh still on YouTube. And it just it looks so cool. It basically it's like a beach it's a beach party kaiju movie. Made in India with like legit some of the greatest music I've ever heard. I, dude, I I want this to come out. I want this to come out. It looks so good. I thought that about Space Monster Wong Mogui though, and uh, turned out it wasn't good. I also want Bulgasari to come out, bro. And yet we have Mighty Peking Man and uh, Space Monster Wong Mo- Okay, uh, Mighty Peking Man is just it's a it's it's a Kong exploitation film. So is Ape. We all know this, but at least Mighty Peking Man is just stupid. So is Ape. I don't know. Space Monster Wong Mo is fine. Just don't buy it. If you really want to watch it, just look it up on YouTube. I don't know. I There's really not a ton I can say about this movie. So, yeah. Favorite and least favorite moments, I guess. Favorite moment? Legit was the end of the movie. Because not only was I done with the movie, but secondly, um, they walk off into the sunset. It's like, it is every stereotypical ending ever, and it's just like, 
or what. <laughs> and the my favorite, or least favorite moment of the film was, uh, was the shelter scene. That shelter scene was so freaking dumb. I was I was so mad whenever that happened. So yeah, impact. I mean, people have been searching for this film like forever, and now we got it. So kaiju fans are obviously were obviously pretty happy. Um, conclusion. It's a South Korean kaiju movie. I think it was doomed to fail from the start. I don't mean that as a dig at, like, South Korea. Because, I think... Didn't the host come from South Korea? And that movie's super good. But, like... Also, Reptilian came from... Reptilian? Came from there? Just like, no. No. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed this bonus episode of Calling Monster Island. I will see you on the first official episode of March. Sometime soon. Goodbye and have a uh, happy St. Patrick's Day. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Goodbye.